All right, everybody, welcome to the third episode of the NP Students Podcast. And uh, this is this is really exciting today because this is a conversation that is relevant to everybody listening, however it is that they found the podcast, uh, which I'm just excited about. It doesn't really matter where you are in life, what you believe about the world. Um, our thoughts impact every single one of us in a significant way. So this is going to be really cool. Um, before we kind of recap the episodes from this past week and, and what we jump into, I just want to introduce uh, our group here today because uh, for the second week in a row, we have a basketball player almost as good as Keeney and I. Yeah, almost. Um, <laughs> Definitely yep. taller. Yeah, we had Grant <laughs> last week and then now Braden this week. Just kidding, but most of that Matt and I are terrible. Anyways, yep. uh, so Braden, if you want to introduce yourself a little bit. I'm Braden. I'll be going to my senior year at Visage High School, and I've been a Christian about all my life. And yeah, that's yeah. And you're committed to play next year. Right? I'm not committed, but I've had a lot of offers. This okay, summer. you've had some offers. A okay, lot cool, of offers, cool. dude. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of yeah. offers. A lot of offers. That's exciting. That's <laughs> exciting. Yeah, I I don't know where all my offers went. I, yeah, they got dude. lost in the mail. <laughs> Probably put my email wrong. Yeah, it just didn't get to me. Yeah, yeah. I know. I I, I feel that deeply. So. Uh, we have Matt, Matt in high school. Um, yeah, <laughs> a couple years removed. <laughs> a couple years removed, and we have Taylor almost done with high school. You're gonna That's finish correct. high. People finish college early. People don't finish high school early very often. I'm the f- only one in my grade. Wow. At my school. Wow. And your entire school, you were the only person graduating. To my knowledge early. and my counselor's knowledge, I'm the only one. <laughs> well, if your counselor doesn't know, that feels like so. There's yeah. a pretty good chance that's yeah. true. I go to Liberty Hill. Yeah. I love it. Way out in the boondocks. Wow. <laughs> we yeah. both live in Liberty Hill. Yeah, we do. That is something that we share. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it does kind of feel like once you get out there, you're in a slightly different world. <laughs> it is a different world. You know? Yeah. You go to downtown Austin and then you go to Liberty Hill and Completely you're like, I feel like I just went to two different countries. Yeah. They're yeah. polar opposites. Yeah. It's, it's wild. It's, it's calm out there though. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for uh, joining in uh, for our conversation today. And basically what we talked about uh, in our episodes this past week is uh, we talked about thinking about your thoughts, which you almost have to like pause to like think about that for a second. You have to think about your thoughts, which means, uh, you know, we have so many influences in our head every single day that determine what we do. And a lot of times we don't give them any attention. You know, we don't capture the negative thoughts. We don't capture the positive thoughts. We don't think about like, is that even true? How I'm feeling right now? We just kind of exist throughout our days. So a lot of interesting research. Granted, I don't really know how this is tracked, you know, because it's, it's kind of hard. But apparently you have like sixty to 70,000 thoughts every single day, mm. which I don't know if anybody's like real good at math on that. If you're up for like, I don't know, 16 hours in a day, if you sleep eight hours a night, like, that's, that's thousands of thoughts every hour. I mean, that's crazy, yeah. Yeah. right? And then apparently about 80% of those are negative. So we have a lot of negative thoughts about the world, people, and a lot of negative thoughts about ourselves. And we talked in this episode, actually, your sister uh, was talking in this episode, which she was did. cool. She did a phenomenal job. Was that was that was amazing. so good. Yeah. Um, she talked about how our thoughts determine our actions, right? Because mm-hmm. there's a path that whatever we're thinking about, our thoughts is, is really what we end up acting on. And our actions determine the, the reality that we experience. And so a lot of the world uh, around us, our relationships, our faith, our goals, I mean, all of that kind of starts with a simple idea or a thought uh, that we live in our head and repeat itself, and et cetera. So um, this is really where we want the battleground for a lot of the things in life that we want to accomplish, habits we would want to change. It really starts in, in this arena. So uh, I'm really excited to dive in uh, to a lot of this. 
Um, I think one of the simple grids that we might, you know, might shape our time a little bit. And I just want to hear, you know, what this is kind of like for each of you. In North Point, we talk about these things called the five voices, which is it's really just a tool to say that there are five voices that influence all of us. Uh, five voices that you're going to see in life, five voices that you're going to see in scripture, uh, five voices, you know, you're going to hear from your friends and culture, etc. And I think what's helpful about this, this tool is to recognize that not every thought you have in your head is true. And that's a really big deal, you know, because you might have a negative thought about yourself when you look at yourself in the mirror in the morning. And, and the realization even that that isn't a true thought and maybe that that didn't even originate with you and it maybe didn't originate from God, it originated from friend or social media or, you know, something, uh, an insecurity, whatever it may be. Those things are really, really helpful. And so that's why the grid is great. Um, and generally speaking, three of the voices are not true voices. Like three of the voices are ones that we would want to kind of think about, right? Think about your thoughts. We would want to give attention to and try to capture them. Um, and then two of them are good voices. Like two of them are true voices. We want to figure out how can I hear more of these voices every single day? How can I move that ratio from like 80% negative and untrue and, and more into the positive and true direction? Um, so I think a really like easy starting point would be one of the voices is the voice of the world. Uh, and I don't mean that the world is, is all bad by any stretch mm -hmm. of the imagination, but it's the voice that basically is a voice of comparison. It's a voice that says, keep up. It's a voice that says, you know, your value and worth is based on what you do, um, how you look, what the scale says, you know, what your grades are, uh, if you're on varsity or not, what college you're going to go to. Um, it's this voice of, you know, looking on social media and seeing everybody else's highlight reel and then feeling like you're not enough about yourself. So you want to stay busy. Uh, you want to, you know, strive and you want to find your value and worth and, and a lot of recognition. Of people, right, and that that is just something that again we kind of started the podcast this way. No matter how you see the world, no matter what you believe, everybody experiences those. So, um, Brayden, I think it'd just be fun to start with you because I know that you, you are an athlete, and so you know you've experienced you know being on the floor in important games with a thousand people in the room, you know, screaming your name for or against you, etc. <laughs> um, when you hear the voice of the world, like what are some of the voices maybe in that category that you experience or that are really you know big or common for you? I think like. It's so easy for me to get in my head. Like if I miss like my first three or four shots, I'm on like I'm like man, I'm just not I'm terrible. Like yeah. I just am a bad basketball player. Like, and those things aren't true. Like you could just have a bad game. And, yep. But it's so easy for like the world or the enemy to just come at you and just say like man, you are terrible. He's trying to tear you down and stuff like that. Yeah. And I even in this playoff series, like Paul George, like he's had he's had like three bad games, and he's one of the best players, one of the best shooters in the league. Yep. But he even said that he just was not in the right place going into the bubble and all that stuff. And then he had to have a mentor, like a coach, come and tell him, like, man, you are good, and this is all just going to pass. And then the next game, next two games, he dropped, like, 30 points. And I just – it's all about, like, in your thoughts because if the enemy's just going to attack you, you got to know, like, man, yep. these aren't true, and you just got to mm -hmm. overcome it. Right. And that's really just what I do for I I love, I, I do want to stick on you for a second there, but I love that Paul George example you just brought up because that's somebody who's, you know, one of the best in the world, you know, one of the best in the, in the planet, really. Once you're into the NBA, anybody in the NBA is best, best in the world at that level. Um, and this is a guy who's had success even at that level. And then, you know, publicly says like, hey, I've been in my head, like I'm having voices get to me. 
you know, like, hey, the battleground is like between my ears right now. Like, that's that's crazy. It's cool for him to be vulnerable. I know Kevin Love uh, just yeah. like won an ESPY. He like just won an yeah. award because yeah. of his, you know, being real about the anxieties he faces and the depression he's fought through. Another, you know, really successful NBA player, if you haven't heard of him uh, before. But it's, it's, it's cool to see. I think there's a little bit of a change in culture, like a willingness to just talk about it. Um, which is, you know, one of the first steps in all this. So that's one that you hear. I like one of the things you said too. You said like, I miss a couple of shots and it's like, I'm bad, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So a, a lot of times our performance like, goes straight to our identity. Yeah. You know, not, not, not like, oh, I had a, I missed the shot, which is really all that happened. Um, but it's like, no, no, I, I am bad. Like I am a failure. I didn't work hard enough. I didn't prepare hard. I don't have enough skill. Like I'm bad. Um, I think that's so interesting. Um, you know, what, what would you say are things that are helpful for you when you're like, those thoughts get big or those anxieties get big or you're like, man, I suck. Like, what, what's helpful for you to get out of that headspace? I know that it's like basketball is a really fast game, but usually when like a free throw is happening or a timeout, I literally like just talk to God. I pray and I'm like, these thoughts aren't real. These aren't like, they're just trying to mess with me and all that stuff. And I just pray, would you just like tear down the lies and help me through this game. And sometimes, I mean, I have a good game after that. Like the second half, I'll come out and make four or five threes, but sometimes it doesn't work and like I'll have a bad game, but I know that it's all for a purpose and that it ends up being better the next day. Wow. Wow. That's cool. I love, I love that insight. Um, it's, it's cool for me, like, you know, watching you, I remember the first time I, I saw you play because I, I knew you're, I've known your dad for a long time. And then when I went and, and saw you play one time, everybody had said you're a good basketball player. Uh, I just hadn't seen you play yet. And I was like, dude, he like, he's awesome. Like, you know, and it's hard when you have some success in an area, it's hard for, you know, now people do sometimes start to know you that way. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's Braden. Like he's an awesome basketball player at Vista. He's probably gonna go play in college. And, and that's a new identity we can, you know, start to take on. How do you, you keep the two separate. Like, how do you say like, man, I like a, being a basketball player is not like all that I am. That's not like all of me. There's more to me. Like, how do you kind of keep those, you know, distinguish in your head? I try just, I try not to even think about that stuff. Like me, the basketball player. Cause like when I was little, that's all I wanted to be in high school. I just want to be the basketball player that everybody knew. Yeah. But once you're like the basketball player, you just want to be, you just, don't want like I don't really want that like yeah. I just want people to know me as like a Christian and someone that they can come to and like their thoughts are like overwhelming and stuff like that like I don't I don't really want brain the basketball player to be an identity of me yeah I just want that to be someone that like something I do not something I am yeah, really. yeah. dude that's that's incredible that's awesome. and that's unique I, I don't you know I don't know what the percentages would be but I don't think like a lot of people would say like that's how I'm trying to view the world especially like young you know um and, and what's kind of odd about it is it can almost be harder when you've had success yeah. to not, you know, find it, you know, when you're like, okay, I, you know, I am being recognized for like my skills in this area. Now I have to fight almost like twice as hard to it's not hard. be defined by it, you know, yeah. um, or there's a pressure to keep it up. You know, I know mm-hmm. Matt and I, and like communicating world talk about this all the time. It's almost like sometimes when we started speaking, those days might almost be easier than it is today because now there's like an expectation, you know yep. what I mean? Now there's like, okay, people are coming and saying, and there's an expectation in terms of what you're going to deliver when you're on stage. It's the same thing for you. Like they've seen you play well. So now you go have a bad game and like people are disappointed. Yes. Whereas mm-hmm. like before they wouldn't, if they had no expectations, people don't know who Brayden is. It's like, okay, whatever you go and you have a, a consistent, you know, amount of success. And now it's like, 
you feel a pressure to keep that yeah. up and you can find your identity in that too. And we're also our harshest critics. Like yeah. I know, you know, after a bad, you know, basketball game or a bad, you know, what we think is a bad message. It's just yeah. like our first moment off stage is like, I, I always come to you. I'm like, Hey, how was your message? And you yeah. just give me this look like, I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you could have, you know, dropped 25 and like it could have, you know, it could have been like on, on the scoreboard, like a great game. But then I can look to you and be like, hey, dude, how's your game? Mm -mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. But it's just like our, we're our biggest critics. And so that thoughts in our heads after we perform or do something or chase something and come off of that, like it really drives our actions and our mood for the rest of the day. And it's, it's just crazy to think about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think sports, you know, that's such an interesting world because, you know, I'm trying to think if there's one that isn't. I feel like every sport is this way where like a good game in any, any sport is like you failed a small percentage of the time, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's like, but you know, you're going to yeah. fail. Like in basketball, you're like, okay, I shot 60% today. So I missed 40% of my shots, but that was a great game, yeah. Yeah. you know, and then baseball, it's even lower. It's like, okay, I want one for three. Well, you know, batting 300 is pretty solid batting average, yeah. you know, yeah. but that means two times. You didn't get yeah. Hit. Yeah, right. and so it just is like, really, you know, there's this pressure, this, you know, to, to kind of perform and keep those numbers up. And it's really easy to, to get kind of get wrapped up in it. Um, Taylor, what about for you? If we're say, you know, voice of the world comparison, you know, whatever triggers that for you, if it's something at school, if it's social media, um, what would you say the, the voice of the world, you know, sounds like for you when it's really loud? Yeah, I think right now, um, social media is a big aspect of that. Cause I think like as a girl, not that it's just a girl thing, but I think it heightens as a girl that like you see someone else's post or you see your, their highlight reel because why post the negative things or the bad things? And I just think, I don't know, it's very easy to th see things like that and be like, well, their life is amazing. Like, yeah. what is wrong with me? And I don't know. I think when I was younger, it was more dance for me because like it's, very, it's a very competitive environment. If you can't dance or if you can't hit a certain like choreography point, like whatever, like you get pulled like instantly mm -hmm. and like all of the practice and all the dedication like into learning that routine it could just automatically like get taken away from you and that's so I think like back when I did drill team in the last two years like that was a really a big thing for me is like the voice of your directors and the voices of the girls around you on the team who are constantly like fighting for the only like 12 or 15 positions in that dance like I don't know now not that I don't dance that's not as much of a like mm -hmm. thing for me but I don't yep. know. I think it's hard. There's a lot yeah. that's competing for your time and your thoughts and having to like navigate that and decide what's true is complicated, but yep. it's important. Yep. I, that, that's awesome. I, I like that you kind of led with the social media thing mm -hmm. too, because I think it's just, you know, it's getting harder and harder to even like differentiate social media from our real lives, like in a world where everything is digital now, there's so many platforms yeah. now and you, you kind of, you subconsciously know that people are posting their best stuff, but it doesn't seem to it matter. You know, I don't know. I don't know how often people get on Instagram and get off and f you're like, I feel better about myself yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you, you were kind of mentally drained for a while and comparing yourself for a while. And even though, you know, like, gosh, somebody might have been fighting right before, like they took that picture. That couple looks so cute in the picture. And why isn't my relationship that way? Or why am I not that fit? Or why am I not that good of an athlete? Or why, you know, all that, that kind of stuff. Um, even something mindless like TikTok now, you're like, it could be, why am I not that funny? Or why, how did they go viral? Or how did, you know, there, there's just so much um, to compare ourselves to that, mm -hmm. 
I think historically speaking, you could say like that is unique, like to our generation, this kind of time, um, you know, you just, you know, hundreds of years ago and you grew up on a farm and you can't like pull out your, your, your iPhone and see yourself. Yeah. And, well, how are all the other farmers doing? You know what I mean? You're like, it's, it's, it's just a little bit of a, a, a different scenario right now that, that we're growing up in that really is big. And I think makes that voice of the world one, you know, a whole lot louder right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Another one that I, I just really want to camp on because it's so relevant and it's so overpowering. Um, what we call it is the voice of the enemy, you know. And so I think if you're not a Christian um, and you're listening to this today, first of all, I, you know, I love that because this is designed to be helpful to everybody, kind of however it is that they came across this this content. Um, but I still think this is just as relevant of, of a voice for everybody because this is the negative voice the voice of shame that tells us that we're not enough. And almost like, you know, I kind of like how we, we started with, oh, I had a bad shot, now I suck. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's like one voice can kind of lead to the other sometimes or be a pathway to another voice. But this is this is all of the stuff that you hear, that you're not enough, uh, you don't have what it takes, you know, you're a failure, you're a disappointment. It's a lot of um, identity statements that is trying to take you out of your core identity, your core value, where you're making a difference in the world, you're loving people well, and we just kind of get in this place of like, you know, I don't have what it takes. And we get, you know, down this path of really self-destructive behaviors. Um, but this voice is so loud sometimes, you know, so loud, depending on the circumstances or, um, where we're at, or if we're not capturing it, if we're not, you know, thinking about this thought and this voice, uh, it's a really big one. Um, if you are a Christian, you know, it's not something that like we, you know, tend to lead with, cause I'm not trying to make it too weird or anything, but we absolutely do believe that we have an enemy we believe he's real. And just as much as God is trying to get our attention, he's trying to get our attention too. And so, you know, for us, um, you know, I think sometimes it's, it's helpful to remember that if you're a follower of Christ, uh, there is this enemy, his name's Satan. And, you know, you see Jesus and him interact in the new Testament. You see him trying to put false thoughts in Jesus's head. And the reason I think that's like helpful to remember and isn't something we should just, you know, avoid all the time or not talk about is because to some degree we're designed to know who our enemy is. And when we forget that we make our enemy each other. And now all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like we have a whole bunch of enemies based on your political party, based on what school you go to, based on what sport you play, based on what clique you're a part of, you know, and, and we're never meant to be enemies with one another. Um, we're meant to remember like who this enemy is. And so I think it's, it's, it's helpful um, to be aware, not get like undue attention to, but be aware of the fact that we have an enemy that, that, uh, that lies to us and tells us untrue things. So, um, I'll lead with this one because, uh, you know, this is a voice I just hear a lot. Some of that is even my personality. You know, we've talked a little bit on the Enneagram on this podcast already, but I'm a three, which is a performer and achiever. And so whenever I'm not performing well, like the voice of the enemy is really loud. Um, but you know, the message prep process is an example for me where I just hear this constantly. And I mean, it is like almost tangible of nobody wants to hear you. That's so boring. That's so weird. Like, why would you ever say that you're so awkward. I mean, like I hear all of that and I, I've been, you know, had, had the opportunity to communicate here at North point, uh, almost like 10 years now, you know, and I'm like, so 10 years into that process. And I don't know that I've ever prepared for a message and not heard like some amount of that. And sometimes it's louder than others, etc. Um, I can feel it on stage, you know, like I'm in the room and somebody's on their phone and it's like, they hate you, they're bored, you know, whatever. Um, and you know, somebody gets up and walks out of the auditorium and, you know, really they're like just taking their crying baby out of the room or they have to pee, you know, or whatever it is, but I'm like, they hate you and they're never coming back to North point and it's all your fault, you know? And, and those voices just can get really, really loud. Um, and it's, and it's kind of wild. And I think it's interesting, you know, Matt and I, you and I have talked about this. 
even being in the church world role, you know, we think, well, our, our failures or our mistakes or our perfections, that, that should keep us out of leadership. Like, mm-hmm. who are we to, to serve at North Point? Like, who are we to serve at a church? Because, um, you know, we know all of our imperfections and we know all of our failures. And Satan would say, like, hey, you know, the voice of the enemy would say, like, you're, you're defined by that. You know, like, you are your mistakes. You are your, you know, you're not worthy to, like, be here. Like, you shouldn't be serving and engaging. And so um, this is a voice that, you know, I hear just constantly um, and can hit, you know, at my work. It can hit when I'm communicating. It can hit in my relationships. It can hit with Emily. I can hear that I'm not a good enough husband. You know, um, it can be in my friendships that I'm a terrible friend. I mean, just just about any area of life that's important to me, I hear this voice um, pretty loud. And so um, I'm curious. So that's why I love this podcast and that we have high school students on each time to be like, what is this like, you know, for for your world. So, um, either, either one of you, um, you know, could lead this, this one, but when you hear like, I'm not enough, you know, is there an area where you hear this a lot? Is there, you know, uh, you know, a place in life? Is there a, a certain version of this voice that's really loud for you guys? What is, what does that look like for you? I mean, I think when I start a new task or I have a new responsibility, like added to my plate, I automatically, like when I hit a wall, or the first bump in the road, I'm like, I'm not cut out for this. Like, why would someone entrust me with it? Or like, or I'm not good enough to like continue with this. And I think like starting school online was a big thing for me like this year. And I kind of hit this bump because it was new and it was foreign. And like, I enjoy going to school. Like I enjoy being around people and I learn better in a classroom environment. So like the first bump, like the first day of school is like, this is it. Like, that's it. I can't learn online. Like I'm going to fail. I'm a horrible student. Like, and I just like really hit this wall of nothing is gonna like work out the way I planned and I don't know it's sort of like this like control thing for me where I I like to know what's happening I like to know what to expect like I don't like new and foreign things and so like when I start new things I kind of have this like chip on my shoulder it's like you're just not gonna do as well as you think you're gonna do and I think that's a huge area in my life for me when I like get into something because I doubt myself and yep I need to stop that. <laughs> <laughs> and and then it's normal though. You know, yeah. the exact, like everything you just said, that's what's I think even hopefully helpful the touch point of this podcast is it's like everybody experiences what you just talked yeah. about. You know, it doesn't make it any easier on you individually, but it's something that's like, gosh, everybody thinks that everybody goes through that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, like mine's not really like an example of like basketball or like social media. It's really just like my walk with Christ. Mm-hmm. Like mine is like, I make mistakes all the time mm-hmm. and the enemy will always come at me, but like, how could, how could Jesus ever forgive you for that? Like, mm-hmm. how could he ever like mm-hmm. want to forgive you for that? Like, you're terrible. I can't believe you ever did that. And it just like, that really hits hard for me and it's always sticks in my head. And I like, I pray about it, but it's just always there mm-hmm. and it hurts so much. And it like, I'll try to go like hang out my friends, just get my mind off it. But then the enemy will come out and be like, how could you enjoy life when you just did that? And like, mm. how could you enjoy this moment and all that stuff? And it's just really hard for me to overcome, but I still pray about it and everything like it gets better, yeah. but it's always there like every time. And then I'll make another mistake. And then, cause we're all sinners and mm-hmm. I end up just in my head all the time. And it just really like, it just makes you not want to enjoy the little things, but Jesus is always calling me back to be like, Hey, I, I, I'll pick you up and mm-hmm. I forgive you. And it's just, I still need to remember the truth of like, what Jesus says about me and all that stuff. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I lo- that's the most grounding thing. I, I think, you know, I'm biased, but I think that you could possibly go to is just what does Jesus say about you? You know, what is what is true? And it's so interesting that 
you know, the gospel is not something that you just like hear one time and that's it. This is like a continual reminder that sustains us for the rest of our life. Like, oh yeah, my identity isn't in my failures. Like, oh yeah, that mistake is not who I am. Like I am who Christ says I am because he died for me. You know, that's um, so powerful, you know, what you're sharing right there. Yeah, and even there's a there's a verse in the New Testament, Peter actually writes this, that actually just talks about how loud that voice of the enemy actually is. Um, it's 1 Peter 5, 8, 9. It says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. So what I love about that is that, you know, the devil, like, walks around just like a lion, like he's loud. So everything that you guys were just saying in terms of like, I hear this all the time, it's in my head all the time, regardless of what we do or what we see, it's just in our head all the time. Um, it's supposed to be loud. And um, I think you were even sharing this in a message a couple, a couple months ago that just stuck with me. It's like, we have a God that whispers to us. He can whisper to us if we actually allow him to. And so of course, like the voice of the enemy is gonna be very, very loud. But when we allow God in, like you were saying, and pray about it um, and take that to Jesus, that's when we can really hear God's whisper um, and his voice well. So I thought that was amazing thing yeah i i agree that that's like just strong imagery you mm -hmm. know to say like how aggressive those voice how overpowering you know those can be um let's see you know for the sake of kind of time here that so the third one i'll just summarize and then we'll just you know jump in some of the positive ones the third one is what we call the voice of the flesh and that can be kind of a weird word because you know it's not really a word you use a lot i i don't think i personally don't but um with that that voice is though is actually a very straightforward voice and it's kind of just like the do what feels good voice um and i don't even know that we all you know need a lot of examples to just know what that is like it's like whatever just feels good in the moment. Don't worry about the long-term consequence. Don't worry about the long-term game. Just do it. And so this can be, you know, whatever. It can be drugs. It can be alcohol. It can be sex. It can be, you know, whatever is going to make me physically feel good in this moment. Um, and I'm just not going to think about, like, the big picture of this. It can even just be a lazy voice. Like, I I'm just going to, like, you know, stay in bed. I'm not going to do my homework. I'm not going to work hard. I'm not going to practice because this is just easier. You know, um, it's this uh, very like simple uh, yet powerful voice that um, is another one that is is really active a lot. Is it really that big of a deal? Will anybody actually know? Like, will anybody actually care? Um, and it's a really powerful one too. Um, but then you have two positive voices, two true voices. Um, one of those is what we call the voice of your soul. And so this is the voice that is when you are doing or engaged in what you were made for, like what you were designed to do. Like God's like, this is why I've put you on this earth. And we have these special moments where things align in the right way. And it's like, gosh, I was created for this. Like this is, this is a moment where like the anxiety is free, the fear is gone, like the guilt and the shame is not here in this moment. And like, this is really what I was made for. Um, does anything hit your guys' head when you think of, like, when that voice is, is loud? Is there an area of your life when, like, gosh, when I do this or when I'm with this, with this person, when I'm serving in this way, like, when I'm doing this, I'm like, this is what God made me for. This is so cool. I think it actually happened to me one time. The very first meeting we had yeah. in the foyer, I was thinking about, like, it's crazy how my I, Jackson Archer, he invited me to North Point mm, and how— yeah. I walked in and didn't know, like, anybody. I knew, like, three people. And yeah. now I'm sitting here on a podcast yeah. for Inside Out. And it's just crazy. And it just made me feel good in that moment. In that When we were in that meeting, I was just, like, I'm so thankful for, like, all that God's put, like, his plan for me throughout this whole process. And it's just been, like, that was just, like, 
all the shame and guilt just went away. Yeah. And it just made me feel better in my thoughts. And it just, it really made me, it made my day right there. Just like knowing that not like I didn't know a single person to now being a leader. And it's just really yeah. cool to know how he transformed me to that. Yeah. Mm. I love the word like grateful that you, I think grateful is a, a very common emotion when like this voice is loud. Cause it's not like, wow, I'm so cool. I did this. The voice is like, wow, look in spite of, you know, my past and my story and who I am, like, look what God allows me to be a part of. Like, mm-hmm. this is so cool. I, I love that. And it's exactly what you're talking about. Like you're using your voice and your influence and your leadership to impact other people's lives uh, that are walking through life. Just like you are. I think that's, that's an amazing example of that. That's great. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I know. Go for it. I was just going to say, like, I think that's most prominent. That feeling's most prominent for me when I'm serving with my transit girls because I've been their small group leader for four years now. And I think, like, I've seen a huge transform- transformation in their lives from elementary school to transit. They're now eighth graders. And I just think I every time I get to just be on the other side of them and hear them talk to me, and just the, like, emotional growth that they've had, that's so rewarding to me because – I remember them just being babies and just like wanting to yell and scream and like do nothing. And I don't know. I just like, it's been a really cool moment for me, like as a leader, just to be like, I don't know, maybe I've made little deposits in their life over the past four years. And it just reminds me that I love what I'm like. I love that I get to hang out with them and I love being around them. And it's one of the most rewarding. It's hard, but it's one of the most rewarding things. Yeah. Yeah, for those of you listening on Apple or Spotify and not watching, Matt gave a legit fist pump yeah. when, when you said that. And you <laughs> saw like, the reaction. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I know for me personally, it's through most of my opportunities here at North Point where I really feel the voice of the soul is the loudest. Um, I know for me personally, and I know this is a long story, so I'm going to try to keep it as brief as possible, but I've been going to Kenya, part of our mosaic trip for the last four years, and sad that we can't go this year, but um, my first year there, I was heading into my senior year, and I had no idea what I was going to do. I was the only student on the trip. Um, I was with three adults. I didn't know at all. Um, and I had a lot of voices of like, why am I really doing this? Like, you know, is it, you know, for whatever? I, I had no idea why I was really going, um, but I was there on the plane and it was too late to turn back. So I was like, here we go. Um, and throughout the trip, I was trying to recognize like why I really wanted to be there. And then uh, each trip we go through home visits and we get to meet the people of the community, the disenfranchised community, um, people who have uh, had conditions where it's hard for them to work, hard for them to get food, um, people who have special needs. All we, we get to meet with each of those people, pray for those people and, and their families um, and provide them a month's worth of food. And so my first trip there, there was something wrong with our transportation because that happens every single trip <laughs> in Kenya. <laughs> something happens where they're not able to pick us up and all that stuff. But something happened with our transportation and we were four, uh, four hours late and we were supposed to hit a couple different houses. And, um, those people that we were supposed to, those houses that we were supposed to go to, those people gathered up and actually walked to us. Um, which I thought was really cool. I mean, like, you know, walked four miles to come pray with us and meet us and all that stuff. Um, what made it really cool for me and where I heard the voice of the soul the most is there was one, uh, old lady, I anywhere between 75 to 85 years old, she was walking there and she had uh, about a hole on her leg, about the hole uh, of a small soccer ball, if you will, like deflated soccer ball. And it was on her leg and she had it wrapped up and we got to take a look at it. And we asked, we were like, Hey, how long has that been on your leg? Um, and she said close to 35 years. Um, and in that moment I was like, there is a reason why I'm here, like to, to see that faith from another person on halfway across the country, uh, halfway across the world, um, to walk four miles to just pray with us. Um, 
and just on a leg that has been hurt where she probably can't even feel her to her toes anymore um, to walk with us. And I heard the voice of the soul saying, there's a reason you're here. There's a reason why you need to be back. There's a reason why you need to share this faith with people back home. And um, I don't know, I, I, I've had that experience in Kenya and I've had it every single experience when someone just thanks me for a message that I give or anything like that. Meanwhile, my own thoughts are like, that was the worst thing you could have ever said on stage or anything like that. Um, but I, I hear the voice of the soul the loudest when I get to do things I love for the people I love. And so that's just kind of uh, where it's the loudest. Yeah, I feel like I'm hearing a little bit of a consistent trend of like connection here, you know, connecting with people, serving people, loving people, making an impact in people's lives. And it does seem that, you know, God has, has designed us for that, if you will. Because that's, that's what I, you know, the, the moments of connection come to my mind. And they can be really simple moments. Like, there are times where it's like, it's a walk with Emily. And we're just like talking about the day and, you know, sun is setting. And you're like, gosh, I was made for like a moment, you know, like this. Or then it's times, you know, like uh, at, at North Point when we're um, at Inside Out. So we're in a small group or we're just having a conversation with somebody before or after. And it's like, you're getting to connect with somebody. I think those are beautiful moments. Um, and then I, I, I would put you know, just moments where I get to connect with God in that category too. Sometimes it's just like very early in the morning and nobody else is in the room and it's just, you know, I'm just with him and there's these moments of connection to be like, gosh, you know, the chaos of the world fades away a little bit and, and this is, this is what I'm made for. So, um, I think those are fascinating. I think that's, there's something in us, even as you guys are describing that, it's like my hope goes up, my positivity goes up. Mm -hmm. Like there's something in that, like that I just, I long for, and I think people can, can hear that listening too. Um, and then the last one is the voice of God, which he says lots of things uh, about us, but that is a true voice, you know, and that is the voice that really we are longing for in all of our relationships and all of our striving and all of our working and all of our dreams, because uh, it's just the voice that says you are loved. You're, it's the voice that says you are mine. You know, you belong to me. You are enough as you are. I know you intimately. You know, we have that fear so often in our relationships, like, gosh, if people really knew me or knew this secret or knew how I am, you know, at this time of day or whatever then they wouldn't like me. It's like, God knows all of that and everything you've ever done and loves you as you are. Um, he's the one who says, I have plans for you. Um, he's the one who sent his son for us that, that we are forgiven. Um, and so there, you know, there's a lot of ways that God speaks to us and a lot of things he says to us as you look throughout scripture, but his is the voice that we're always longing to hear uh, the loudest. And so that's the one that we're trying to replace essentially like all the other voices with, you know? So it's the one that contrasts when I hear I'm not enough. Well, what does God say about that? Like, is that God's voice? Is that what God is really saying? Um, and so I want to get practical just, you know, kind of in our last couple minutes of, of how we hear those last two um, a little more. And we have a couple verses here that we're looking at um, ahead of time. One of those is uh, Romans 12, 2, uh, which says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So he says there is a transformation in our lives that starts with our mind. That's exactly what we're talking about. And I love this because this is, this is, you know, literature that is 2,000 years old. And here we are today with all this new science that is coming and how our brains rewire and how habits work in our, our brain and how you can literally form new pathways in your brain. And yet 2,000 years ago, Paul is like, hey, you know, life change starts in your mind. And it starts with what you think about and it starts seeing yourself and, and seeing God in a different way. Um, so you literally have like a new mind and that is what the science says today. It's like you can have a new brain because new pathways are formed. It's kind of wild. But he says, then you'll be able to know what God's will is. And people talk about it all the time, like how do I hear from God? And how do I know what God wants? Well, this renewing of your mind, seeing him differently, seeing you differently will allow you to, to, uh, to see him and know what he wills for us. 
And the other verse that um, that we had talked about was in Philippians. And Philippians 4.8 uh, says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And so again, I mean, it's kind of interesting because in social media world, there's a lot of, there's some self-help and there's some positivity things and there's all this, but there is a degree to which God says like, do that. Like, like focus on, think about the things, remember the things that are good and find a way to, you know, center yourself around those things. Um, do you guys have any way that, that works for you that you practically do this or, or when it's going well to be like, gosh, this is helpful to me to remember exactly what he says, what's excellent, what's praiseworthy. This is how I think about the positive things in my life. How does, how does that work out for you guys? Um, I think I like to read Psalms. Psalms is like yeah. full of just really, I don't know, helpful, encouraging, just like pieces of like God loves you it's like it's very descriptive it's very I don't know it just when I read Psalms it kind of like sets the tone in my mind that like I'm he loves me and like I'm incredible and like despite all the things that like kind of compete for my attention in my mind like there is a God out there who like absolutely without a doubt loves me and I think like Psalms is a really like lighthearted, like encouraging like piece of scripture to just read and be like Oh, like he cares about you. I don't know. Yeah. I do that and I enjoy it. And it's yeah. a good reminder for me. Yeah. That's I like, awesome. I like reading like the stories mm-hmm. and like the old Testament. And one that I really like is when he, um, gets his people out of slavery and mm-hmm. it took him like, it took 40 years. And it's yeah. just like in my life, I'm in a storm right now where it just feels like I can't hear God. And it just feels like I'm lonely, Yeah, but I know that he's there and I know he's coming and it might take, like a couple of months yeah. or years or yeah. or anything. Hopefully I mean, not four hundred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <For real>. yeah. <laughs> it took him that long. Yeah. To, but he had a plan from the start from it, and I know that even though in my in the middle of my storm, I know that he's gonna pick me up and he's gonna walk me out of it, and everything's just gonna be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it sounds like a little bit like just surrounding yourself with things, people, tools that are going to point you back to to what's true, right? Like, in other words, it's not something you necessarily just do on your own with effort, but, you know, time with God, you know, reading what is true points you back to what is true. I think it's great. I think people in your life, I mean, whether that's our small group, small group leaders, mentors in our life, I have a lot of people in my life that will, you know, ground me when I'm starting to get off my axis and I'm starting to think, you know, things that are untrue and they're just like, hey, that... Like, whose voice is that? Where does that come from? You know, which I think is um, is so incredibly practical. Yeah. Um, One of the things that just helps me is just breathing in the morning. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I, I think a lot of our first routines when we wake, wake up is like, okay, let's refresh all of our social media. Let's uh, let's start our day that way. And then we go hit, get hit with school. And then we go get hit with all these other things, chores, responsibilities. And then this season, it's just stressful and overwhelming and all that stuff. Um, I like to, after my time with God each morning, just do a breathing exercise that I don't know if you taught me this or Jamie Edelin taught me. Somebody taught me this, but it was awesome. Yeah. Um, but before I just start my day, I, I like to uh, breathe in through the nose um, and Holy Spirit got in, Matt out. Holy Spirit got in, Matt out. And not saying like removing my identity from who I am really, but just filling my thoughts, filling my breath with what God has for me um, is a great way to just slow, right? There, there's a verse in Proverbs saying, be, uh, be still and know that I am God. Um, and if we could just be still in the morning and know that God is with us step by step of, uh, of the day, um, it can help us shift our thoughts of what Paul was talking about in Philippians, of thinking of what is true, what is right, what is um, noble. Like that helps us just slow down before we see the rush of the 
world, um, trying to compare ourselves to eat, you know, everybody we see on social media and all that stuff. Um, when we breathe in God, we let ourselves go. We let our thoughts go. Um, that will help slow down the rest of our day. Mm. Yep. I, 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 there's something really weird about how the like physical body is mm-hmm. like linked with like our, our spiritual walk, our emotions. I mean, and it's like exactly that, the, the breathing, the grounding and the, and saying like, Hey God, like I, I need you. Like I, I surrender myself to you. That process of, of that you just talked about, like it is, it is a weirdly powerful thing mm-hmm. when you like start doing it and exploring it. So, um, I love that. I want to maybe leave people just this practical tool um, because I I literally use this like every day. I don't know that other people will or what, but the the question of whose voice is that is such a powerful question because it reminds me that not every voice is true. So when I'm going down a negative spiral, whether I'm thinking negative things about myself or somebody else or God or life or scenario or circumstances, when I ask the question, whose voice is that? It's very clarifying the more and more you ask it. You know, you look in the mirror, you don't like what you see. Like, whose voice is that? I don't have enough. I don't have what it takes. Whose voice is that? Like, this is going to fail. This is going to be terrible. Whose voice is that? Because God's voice is pretty clear throughout Scripture. It's one of love, and it's never one of fear. So whenever I'm afraid, I, like, I know that's not God's voice. I know that's not him, like, in my head, like, causing me to be afraid. You know, that's something, somebody else, some other influence. And so capturing that, to me, all of a sudden, maybe they don't go away, but a lot of the negative voices, like, just lose a lot of their power as soon as I'm able to recognize that's just not true. And so I kind of want to leave with um, with that question. Is there anything else uh, that you guys would want to um, add to this conversation um, before we wrap that, you know, I haven't hit or forgot or anything about? I don't about? think so. Yeah, awesome. I, don't, don't, I don't know of anything. Cool. Cool. I, I would just say I don't want to do a, a mini sermon here at the end or anything, but I do think whether, you know, you are in your room right now, you're in your car, you're walking, you're working out, like whatever it is. I just think everybody like listening needs to know that there are voices that are true about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a chaotic season. Uh, this is a difficult time. This is an uncertain time for a lot of us, but it is true. If you're listening, you are loved. I mean, you really are need to know that you need to know that you are enough. You need to know that you are made in the image of God, which that's crazy. Whether you believe in God or not, like just hearing that phrase that you could be made in the likeness and the image of the God of the universe, that he knows you, that he cares about you, that he has plans for you. Like that is, that is incredible that you're made with purpose, uh, that there's meaning and there's value in your life, that you're not made on your, you know, your worst mistake. Uh, you're not defined by your bad habit. Those things aren't true of you. Um, that there is a way forward where things can change in the future. Um, as you walk in this relationship with him, I think so many of those things, I don't know which one of those you need to hear, but, uh, there are so many things that are just absolutely fundamentally true about you. And our hope is, you know, some of this conversation today that, that we're able to continue to be recentered around those things. So thank you guys uh, so much for tuning in. Thank you all three of you for your time and hanging, having this conversation today and uh we are are really excited for for what's coming next